Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Tori Bartalone. Tori is a director of bowling at Lincoln Memorial University. Tori, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's quite an honor. You have quite an interesting background as far as a lot of uh, time uh, coaching as an assistant coach. So maybe just kind of walk us through and, and talk a little bit about uh, your background and what got you into coaching. You began your collegiate career at Calumet College of St. Joe's, which is uh, quite a program there as well. And uh, why don't you just kind of start with that and, and what brought you to Lincoln Memorial? Yeah, um, so back in my actually my senior year of bowling at Valparaiso University, I was encouraged by my old college coach, Matt Nantes, to go ahead and start trying to coach collegiately. And being in Valpo, Calumet College of St. Joe was actually virtually in our backyard. So I nervously sent a resume to Mike Kubaki and asked him if he would give me an opportunity to start coaching because that was a big passion of mine that I love doing. And he gave me the opportunity after a very tough uh, interview process. But it was an experience that virtually catapulted me um, into coaching. What I learned from Matt Nantis and even my prior original coach, Dale Lehman, at Robert Morris University, Mm. um, catapulted me into a different passion than I really thought I was going to go for. The cool thing about my first year at Calumet College of St. Joe, that was also when Mike Davidson was a freshman. So it was really cool watching him bloom in college bowling and also to be part of the first ever time they were ranked number one in the nation. Mm. So, yeah, he's quite a bowler. Yeah. I mean, he is. It's hard to throw a ball better than, I mean, physical game, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. He has such a unique game and probably – one of the most humblest kids out there. And his, you can't mm-hmm. complain about his family. His mom and dad are pretty awesome, too. So what do you but think? Yeah. No, I was going to say, so what do you think have led to some of your successes that you have there? You guys have, uh, you know, a, a very solid program. And, and what do you think is, is some of the reasons or, or how has that been working for you guys? And, and have you been able to put your finger on as far as, far as what, you know, what, what has led to some of those? successes honestly I think being able to be under so many different coaching styles Mike Kubaki coaches completely different than Dale Lehman um, and completely different than Matt Nantes and um, for about a year and a half I actually worked under DJ at RMU as well and worked with their men's program and just being able to see what makes them successful and how they work with their student athletes, how they show they care and love about them and what they do to motivate them. 
Um, that's what I've taken into my college experience. And these are still it, coaches that I still call up and ask for their opinion when I deal with things that I haven't been challenged with yet as well. And you have an interesting background. I mean, looking at a background in psychology, so that's got to be helpful in your coaching endeavors, no? It is extremely helpful. Um, and <laughs> sports psychology is probably one of my just – it's always been just a – passion slash hobby of mine uh dr dean is one of my favorites and i think just as any bowler would say he's just very eloquent in how he speaks he's very direct but how he says it, it just makes sense and that's what i try and get with my players um we're going to work on physical game we're going to train but the biggest driving force in my philosophy is i want you to know one i care about you individually um but i also care about the whole team and that you are an important factor but i want them to be able to grow their mentalities to be able to one have sports performance at a peak level and then also to be able to use that in just everyday life so when you have a calming effect and you're able to not be so stressed out or very low whatever can happen in your off-lane time, you're able to control, and it allows you to be able to be even stronger on the lanes as well. And so you took over this position right in the right in the smack dab in the middle of COVID. So I'm curious how, as as we are now continuing, and and I think means you know it sounds like a lot of these podcasts. If you listen, it's almost like it's a broken record. How do people deal with COVID? COVID, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to ask you the question anyways, only because everyone handles it so different. And it's always interesting, I think, from the perspective of where you're located in the country as far as how we're handling it and how different schools are handling COVID and and how things have changed. So can you explain how you guys are handling it there and how you guys are just being able to manage your way through the whole COVID pandemic? Yeah. Dealing with COVID as an athlete or as a coach has just been extremely hard and honestly like before I even step into how we deal with it um, I give great just accolades and respect for a lot of the young athletes that are going through it and just chipping away day to day because it's still not easy even though we're kind of out of the major part of the pandemic we're still in it and there's still setbacks and it's hard Um, but as far as LMU you know we're in a very rural area and there's really not even a big city. The, the closest big city that we have is a little over an hour away. That's Knoxville. Everything else is going to be at least a two-hour drive. So being in such a um, hometown that's just small, there really wasn't too many scares. Um, but I can say proudly that LMU did a lot of proactive things to make sure we were staying safe. Um and enforcing guidelines, PCR tests, both on the men's and the women's side. So typically, whatever the women were doing, they made the men do as well. And to treat both sides equal, I think that was great. And it was really smart because it saved us a couple times from even having to um, fully pull out of tournaments or um, completely shut down our program for a temporary period until – we had so many people out. 
So it was mm. it was challenging, but I'm really proud of our sports medicine team here at LMU. They did a phenomenal job. Sports medicine, I mean, that sounds that that that's something that's uh, just always been kind of fascinating to me. There was just a little bit of background. I remember there was the longest time I had to, actually grew up. I was a soccer player growing up, and I had uh, actually had a, an injury, and for the first time went and got treated as a kid. And that's I wanted to get into sports medicine. Um, that was kind of the first career I ever had. Kind of in my in my brain would be like a really good job to get into, you know. So uh, definitely the sports side of things have always interested me and. Sounds like you have a passion as well, too, for fitness and health and sports and, you know, beyond just the bowling, but actually, you know, the body and the athlete. Yeah. It, Donnie is our, um, actually our current AD, and he was previously our head of sports medicine. And what him and Clint, our new director of sports medicine, have done uh, is top of the line. And they work heavily on making sure that we're we're doing either above standard or just you know we're we're at the top at all points in times no matter if it's for the health of our student athletes or mental side or covid fun um they've been great and honestly even coming from another school as another athlete um, that came from a D1 school, and I am so jealous of my student-athletes because I'm like, if I had this when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I'd probably be in, in the trainer's room more often. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's been a pretty cool, cool experience here at LMU. So you mentioned, you know, you're, you're the director of bowling there at LMU. So what does that all entail? I think we hear that word, you know, director of something, and it, and it means something different to everyone, and, and there's different responsibilities probably for everyone who has that position. So what does that exactly mean for you, and then how, do you, how you handle things? Uh, being the director of bowling, I'm still the head coach of both men's and women's bowling programs here. Uh, I'm blessed to not have to run our facility, um, but I do run our home events. And we have one for the men's side, one for the women's side. Um, and that's pretty much it. I make sure that our men's team and women's teams are having full competitive seasons, doing what they need to do in the weight room, making sure they're healthy, going to visit the trainer when they need to, and setting up practice for individual to group sessions. So that's my life in a nutshell, even though I wear multiple caps throughout the season, but that's all of us coaches. So, what, what, Now you just came off of a, a you hosted the tournament. Uh, it was there. Uh, I think it was one of the, just maybe a couple of weeks ago, um, the Lincoln Memorial challenge. Uh, and I think, both your men's and women's uh, emerged on the the top of the list there. So you had to, did you have to run the tournament as well in addition to help coach? And, and what was, how'd that go? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a time management um, sequel for me because uh, (laughs) I did have a great support staff helping run the event, making sure scores were going out and everything else was, was pushing as it should. Um, but certain things I had to step away from and make sure they were handled, whether it be a lane breakdown or um, even a score change, little things 
Uh, actually, my, my husband, who's our assistant coach, he had the walkie-talkie on his hip listening if there was anything urgent to to get going. So we were multitasking at at the uh, expert level there for a while. But, yeah, it was it was a great tournament. I expected our, both of our programs to bowl well, um, not to just go out and win it all. And the men's team definitely came off really a big – a big division as far as like just from first to second place. I think it was almost a, over a 400 pin lead and it was, it was cool for them. I was happy for them to do it because they needed that confidence boost and just to know that they even haven't hit their potential yet this season, which mm-hmm. is scary. Um, Alex Leidenbrink had another phenomenal uh, day, even having a clunker. I think it was like a 130 or 140 game in there. Um, and still end up coming back with the the win. Um, and on my women's side, we actually swept the top five individually, and they ended up winning as well. So it was it was really cool, awesome experience for being home, and um, great kind of ending to our fall semester. So we have a lot of high school coaches and players, athletes that listen to these podcasts. So a two-parter for you here, Tori. What advice do you have for the the high school athletes listening to the podcast here? And they're looking to bowl collegiately. And then what advice, maybe more importantly, frankly, do you have for the parents of those same high school athletes who who, uh, who think their son or daughter might be looking to bowl in college? Uh, any high school out there, athlete out there bowling, always keep your head up because you never know who's watching. Um, And just expose yourself and ask as many questions as you can to any coach or even another player that's on another college team. Uh, Talk to them about their experience, what they like, what they look for, and just have fun with the process. High school goes away in the blink of an eye, and I know it's probably the same thing that mom and dad tell them, but... I'd do anything to go back, one, to my college days and two, to my high school days, and I'm well out of my season. So um, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy your journey. Take time. Ask questions and expose yourself to as much as possible. And then on the parent side, parents, let, let your kids have fun. Let your kids enjoy this these few years that they have to be a kid. Um Support them as much as possible, and it doesn't have to be just buying bowling equipment left and right, but just be their their biggest fan and allow them to grow. Um, I've heard a lot of different styles of parents, and the biggest thing that I think us coaches run into as a whole is that uh, parents still want to be parents when they're far away and or when their kid's away at college. And just let them grow. Let them get on their feet. Let them develop. They're going to make mistakes. It's going to be okay. Uh, and just trust that the staff and um, their university is going to support them and get them back into a successful route. Or they're going to allow them to just bloom immediately and just be successful out the gate and continue their success. So that's probably my two bits of advice. Well, I can tell you, looking back as a former collegiate player as well, and you, and you said it so well. I mean, it's uh, those years of 
college and collegiate bowling. I mean, I go back and say, what was one of the, you know, best decisions you ever made in your life? And it was, it was really to be, to get involved with college bowling. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about how much, I mean, just the memories you have from there, but even where it's taken you and the people that you've met, and you wouldn't be in the position you're in right now, and neither would your husband if it weren't for college bowling. Uh, no, actually, me and my husband wouldn't be together if it wasn't for college bowling. There so, you go. <laughs> um, we have an awesome four-year-old, and I have one on the way in June. So, um, Congratulations. Yeah, I'm, I've been very blessed. Thank you. It, it's been a blessing, and the funny thing is, and a fun fact is that I'm now coaching my sister. So um, ah. it's definitely been a family rendezvous, and... Um, it's, it's been an awesome experience too. Uh, I couldn't be more thankful for the coaches that took me under like Mike, Matt and Dale, um, DJ as well. And those four have been big staples in my life. And, um, I know they're always going to be there for me no matter what. And I wouldn't be where I am today without them. Well, Tori Bartolone, want to thank you for joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast all the best of luck moving forward with everything seems like you got a lot on your plate enough to keep you busy there so um certainly wish you all that success down uh, down the road in your tournaments and we hope to catch up with you again soon down the road awesome thank you guys so much for your time enjoy a christmas break and have a merry christmas yourself thank you so much you too tori <laughs>